Hey, guess what? My ceiling got fixed. Like, actually fixed? No, they still have to paint it. How funny is that? I thought they were just painting over the water spot. That's the snapshot they, you sent me. They are going to. They are going to paint over the water damage, which is amazing. So they're not fixing it then? They they fixed the hole. Oh, okay. They fixed the they fixed they fixed the gaping hole at least, but yeah. Yeah. Great. Cool. Apartment living. Two thumbs up. Cool. Definitely would not recommend it. But yeah. It's been a long time since we did this. I think this was our longest uh hiatus. Our longest yeah, break so far. But this is the Whiff Punish Games cast. I'm Nick, joined as always by the cheese. Yeah, AJ. good introduction. I like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been some time. We haven't had uh, good schedules to line up slash lots of time to play much new stuff. But we're playing we're playing something new. But before we get into that one, AJ revisited one of the best games of this generation. One of the best games of this generation. Would you really say that? Would you not say that? I would say that. I was just trying to hype it up a little bit. Okay. I mean, I've hyped it up a lot, but I didn't have any backup on, on 2v1. Now I have Now so, I have a partner. So this all kind of really starts with Fire Emblem because yeah. uh, I wasn't planning on playing it. Then the more I read like around Fire Emblem's release, the more I realized that I wanted to play a tactics game. And Nick has been selling and overselling and underselling... <laughs> underselling nice and xcom 2 to me for over a year a couple years two years i mean yeah i mean i freaked out about it when it first came out which would have been back when we played mario rabbits that's in like dude if you you like mario rabbits you need to play xcom that's 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 true that's right probably was the start of it but so i knew in my head if i'm gonna play a tactics game the first one i had to be it had to be would be xcom 2 yes so, I uh, optimistically dove in. I looked it up, which console I should play it on. <laughs> and the internet told me that it looked better on the Xbox. So, I got the expansion. Uh, War of the Chosen. War of the Chosen. I, I always think that Enemy Within is the expansion, but that's just the subtitle. Like Enemy it, Within is the expansion for the first game. Okay, that's why I, for some reason, am always in my head, I think, Enemy Within. Yeah. When I like wrote it down for my list of games that I played this year, that's even what I wrote was Enemy Within. That's hilarious. Then when I finished it, I had to like change it. I was like, that's not what it's called. Yeah. So, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen is what I played. Um, it's the expansion to the XCOM 2 game. The package that I bought had all the DLC, so there was like some extra enemies and i guess i don't know all what was probably pr- probably armor and skins and stuff like that i think because yeah. i didn't buy any of that either yeah so. so maybe i had more swag on my soldiers than you did too you probably you probably did yeah so anyways um yeah i, I knew this game would be really hard um yeah. and i had only played mario rabbits prior to this and i liked it and so i dove in and man was it amazing i don't know yeah. uh do we need to explain like what the game is do you want, i don't think do you so. want to do that i i mean xcom's a turn-based tactical game you work your way through a grid it's very difficult xcom 2 
the main difference is that instead of building up a base that's underground, you're building up a spaceship that you fly around the planet. And I talked at length about it, I think, on 2v1. Maybe maybe only one or two episodes because I was the only one playing it. It was my game of the year when it came out. And, um, yeah, and then I think I only talked about War of the Chosen once. But it is the in my opinion, the go-to turn-based tactical strategy game that literally everybody should play if the, if you have any interest in that kind of stuff. Especially like AJ, if you played Mario Rabbids and thought that was interesting, XCOM is the pinnacle of that stuff. Also available on PS Plus for free. Yeah, there's a good chance... People might have it because it was it was on PS Plus at one point, I yeah. guess, which I didn't know that. Yeah. So we we learned we learned that because Josh randomly had it. So, but I bought it on the Xbox because it said I should. Yeah, and that was a and mistake. Boy, was that a mistake! Holy yeah. smokes! Uh, game chugged and crashed literally the entire time I played it. Yeah, which is unfortunate. That, yeah, it's understandable. That's worth- Worth pointing out, probably the console is going to be rough even on PS4. It chug it chugs on PC, like so. It's it's just there's a whole lot happening in the game. It's it's kind of understandable. It just sucks that you had that experience, but still loved it. Oh yeah, it was it was a uh, I've never had a game crash like that. Like it was like blowing on cartridges playing on Sega Genesis. It was <laughs> unreal, unreal. Spitting but, on the disc. Yeah, man, it was it was so it was installed on my Xbox. Yeah, with no disc, spitting on, spitting on the hard drive. Yeah, blowing on it. But it was, I I had a lot of fun, kind of like creating, just the whole like campaign against the aliens, like yeah. it was it was mine, and the choice that you get in like what you want to build, and what you want to do with your soldiers is is all, there's so much choice and there's not wrong choice. So it really felt like. My experience is my experience. Even yeah. To, even to the point where, like, I, I I made up all my soldiers. I customized all my soldiers. And so when soldiers would die and soldiers would live, I had all these stories in my head with how, like, the story happened with my yeah. soldiers in this war campaign. And I even, like, texted some of that to you guys when I was playing through it. And it was just an extra level of of fun that I was able to have with yeah. this big, long war campaign of a game. Yeah, it's it's super smart and still I don't think anything has really managed to do how that game does it where it has this loose narrative, it has these main missions that everybody is going to do that are all going to be the same for everybody, but then built within that structure of a just overarching story, it it has all this procedural stuff. Yeah. Which it's done so well because like the maps constantly change up, especially on PC because people made map packs and stuff. You might have even had map packs. I don't know if they did that for DLC. Yeah, I had but, a ton of maps. A ton but, of maps. But I didn't even, see anything like twice, really. Even the base game. Even the base game cycles through so many different variations of the map itself, which changes a whole bunch of things. It has so many different enemies. Every mission is totally different every time. It it as you're playing through, it just totally makes up 
all these it pulls from this different pool of like all these different things that can happen in terms of like eliminate a target or destroy this computer or hack a some something or whatever. Then War of the Chosen threw in all of this extra shit, <laughs> which was just amazing. Like it it War of the Chosen straight up put in the Nemesis system from Shadow of Middle Earth. Like the thing that everybody thought video games would copy the shit out of, no one did. And then XCOM does its own spin on it, and it was awesome with the chosen like the assassin, the warlock, and the sniper and stuff. Like these persistent enemies that just show up in your missions and fuck things up. And they had like the whatever I was playing, whatever expansion I was playing had more than that. I had and you had extra bosses. Like I had mini like bosses, king yeah. and queen mini bosses that had a life bar that. I could whittle down, and then they would leave, and then when they showed up again, they had that much left on their light bar, life bar, but they had, like, three or four times the life bar that any of the other enemies had. Yeah. So, like, I had to fight them over multiple fights. And then when I beat them, finally, they gave me, like, a really good piece of armor or weapon to use. And, yeah. And that's one other thing that I want to mention that is really cool about this game is that you make all these choices for your war campaign, like whether you want to upgrade this gun or whether you want to build this armor. And it all costs resources to do, just like any RPG-style game would. But yeah. the way that the game does things is is you have to... You, if you want a new weapon, you have to do research for that weapon. If you want to uh, like get more scientists you have to contact an area where those scientists are and i'm just kind of speaking loosely about it i could get more in detail but i'm not going to they have like mini cutscenes for every little thing that you do so it plays cinematically like yeah. i thought it was so cool that you know i would defeat an enemy and they say hey if we research this enemy's body then we can figure out how to make this acid to put in our in our ammunition because yeah. the enemy's blood was made of acid and i would choose that research that research option it would cost me you know resources it would depend on how many scientists i had there's all this stuff that plays into it and yeah. then it would show me the actual autopsy with my scientist and he would explain to me what yeah. the the alien skin was made of and it just it, everything felt the details were so polished that everything felt like part of this this real it's, this it's real grand. world yeah this real world campaign that was happening and and that on top of the fun tactics on top of the variety on top of the the ability to customize everything just is this huge package that is super satisfying yeah it's it's epic as hell and leading off of like the the XCOM enemy unknown was the revival of this series XCOM is really old I had never even known it existed until the revival, which, you know, they revived this dead series, brought it back totally differently, totally like read. They almost created a new genre like grid based tactical stuff definitely existed. But like post XCOM enemy unknown, you can clearly look at a, a lot of these turn based strategy games and be like, oh, yeah, that's XCOM. <laughs> Yeah, like like that. That's what modern XCOM started, and there's like a lot more of these games now. And it was like really cool playing that game. Like I played it years after it came out, and like learning the story of that game and the enemies and whatever. And then going into XCOM Two, they specifically pick the bad ending of XCOM, where the aliens win, and then not only that, they made this awesome narrative choice 
and built off of that. But then the enemies from the first game evolved. So, like, if you played the first game, you'll see, like hints of what they used to be and then how they totally changed in two and like time passed and it's just like this grand sweeping story that they like is there explicitly and then also your own story which is it's just so amazing it's so cool and like nothing like i said nothing has done that yet like other tactics games have tried to do something like that like banner saga tried to do that and it did pretty okay and it has its own spin on tactics like that but it's just not the same like there is nothing like XCOM it's I don't just, think it's so complete as like a st- everything as a video game as a customizable uh like as comp- an experience <laughs> yeah as a narrative yeah as or something like that people who who role playing and tabletop games would appreciate with the way that they handle dice rolls yeah. and it, it's totally a board game it is and it, it's yeah. it's the writing is solid all the way through and there's so yeah. much agency in your choice and whether to upgrade or build or do whatever and i think yeah it's all about making sacrifices all this stuff i think we could uh definitively go ahead and give xcom 2 <laughs> war of the chosen the golf clap. Yes, definitely. I I adore I adore XCOM too. I I started playing it again when AJ was playing it, and I could play I could seriously play that game at any moment. Adore is a strong word to say when talking about a video game. No, for real. I mean, I do. Like it's it's a, it's yeah, a really good it's, game. It's yeah. When it came out, there was like some shit surrounding it because like people were having performance issues and whatever i had the perfect experience i had the josh simon experience with xcom 2 i think i truly think that game is like near perfect it's it's amazing i so had some performance issues i had a lot of performance issues i had a lot of trouble with the ui uh just because it's designed i think for a a pc it is it is not designed for a console so that's forgivable yeah I I have some personal issues with the way it does some line of sight things, but it doesn't really matter. I just want to talk the game up because it was great, and I I and leads into other. things. I have that we're a doing, new yeah. love for tactics games. Like I, dude, they're great. I am so in to the. I'm in the genre. Like it is, it's great. I I've been talking on multiple episodes now about I want a game that I can come home and relax and play and and i don't want to be like completely engaged on and on edge and, yeah. and th- these games achieve that so well and not in a way that's like i'm sleeping while i'm playing it because it's a stressful experience but definitely but just the turn-based is really scratching the itch of like i can put it down and i can talk have a conversation with my wife like in the middle of it and it just yeah. doesn't require me to be engaged 100 percent of the time and it also makes me feel like i'm a genius when i come up with the perfect move to defeat my enemies you're the the complete strategist the the most genius strategist yeah it's amazing and so yeah that brings us to fire emblem uh we both started playing three Three houses houses. to be specific yeah it's on released on switch i believe 
beginning of August or maybe end of July. Yeah, like somewhat recently. A couple yeah, weeks ago. It, I think it. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. And uh, my experience with this game compared to XCOM is uh, it's a it's a different game. It's a it is a different game. It's a very <laughs> it's a way different. It's a game. very different game. I uh, right off the bat. I want to say that, do you prefer, I want to ask you, do you prefer tactics games based on shooting or tactics games based on, like, melee? Because oh, there's, like, no, um, not really a cover system with, I mean, the terrain has an right. effect with which tile you choose on Fire Emblem, but it's a completely different thing, like, lining up sight and moving yeah. units to be in an adjacent space that you can attack them, which is what Fire Emblem is. That's an interesting question, because I wasn't even going to mention another game that I played in our in-between time, and I'll just do it briefly, I, but this this is, relates to the melee thing, plus shooting. I played uh, Shadowrun Returns, finally. Like, that, that, is a, that is a post-XCOM game, I believe, that came out based on the tabletop RPG Shadowrun, and it was an old video game and all this stuff. They, they made a turn-based, grid-based tactical game like XCOM uh, in that universe. And it was really cool. I really enjoyed it. It definitely felt dated, nowhere near as good as XCOM, but it had melee and shooting. And I played as a melee character in that game. Primarily. I never, my character never shot a gun. So I would say, I think with this style of game, I prefer shooting. Uh, I think that, I think Shadowrun was a good blend of the two surprisingly like even though i was running up and meleeing people the fact that they could shoot me never felt like a detriment like yeah. i didn't get i didn't get gunned down you know mm-hmm. um so it can work and it can be done and i'm going to play the other games in that series there's two other games too but for fire emblem yeah i mean i think i prefer shooting cuz like the the stuff in fire emblem i have many problems with and i don't really want to spend a ton of time on that like i'll mention it briefly when we get there but yeah i definitely prefer shooting i think in this style like even mario rabbits mario and rabbits was a good example of like i don't think melee would have worked in that game like it had melee but primarily you were shooting yeah you know it's a definitely a it's different it's a lot different of a game it, you it, have to think more steps ahead i think with shooting with melee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, because when I first turned this on, I was like, it took me a little bit to get used to like what I should, how I should move my troops and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's not the it, same. getting 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 surrounded in a melee game is way different than getting surrounded in a shooting game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't I don't know really where to start with Fire Emblem. Uh, it's a yeah. It's a big. I have so many thoughts. I wish I would have wrote wrote some of them down. They're like the thoughts are like all over the place, but then like thinking about it, this game is like really all over the place. I think. Yeah, the, and I, I'll I can lead us off. Like I played my experience with the Fire Emblem series is I only played Awakening and Fates on 3DS. Those are the only two I ever played. I never played the GameCube or Game Boy Advance ones or any of that. Um, I never even really knew anything about the series other than they had characters in Smash Brothers, and we were always like, "Who the hell are these characters?" Yeah, uh, agreed. That's that's where that's what my experience with it has been. 
Yeah, so I, I finally gave it a chance on 3DS with Awakening because Awakening apparently revitalized the series. Awakening got, was very well received. It was I heard about it constantly. This was this was after I had played XCOM for sure. So I, I realized I liked these tactical games, and I was like, okay, it's, it's time to try Fire Emblem. And Fire Emblem is definitely its own thing because... You're, first of all, you're handling a lot more characters. There's a lot more happening on the field, I think, in terms of just number of enemies and characters. Um, so you're sort of managing an, a small army. That's what the game is more based around because it's like medieval melee fantasy stuff. Yeah, that's correct. Very, very anime. So you're, you're kind of handling a small battalion in a way, um, which is its own mechanic in Three Houses, but just loosely the term battalion and it's really basic. It, it used to be. It used to be in the old ones where it was like this rock paper scissors thing, where uh, uh, an archer was always going to beat like a spearman way more. They would do like bonus damage, and they got rid of that in three houses, which is good because that made it extra boring. I think. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I, I liked Awakening. I liked Fates a lot. Um, I think the style plus the con like the combat kind of kept me going, but I really just like the style of Fire Emblem. Like, medieval fantasy anime is kind of sweet, and there isn't too much of it that I can think of off the top of my head, so, like, that's another reason it's appealing to me. Yeah, so let me jump in right there, because that was originally my first thought, like, playing this. The yeah. the names, even, of, like, Fodlin is what the country is called, and and the, the names of all the characters are very, like, European... Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, Tolkien uh, fantasy, kind of, I would say. Yeah. Which is fun for a Japanese-made game. Yeah. And, the I mean, the style, the action style is definitely anime, and there's definitely anime BS, like, in the way that the narrative kind of... Totally. ...goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, the medieval like armies and everything with like the elves and the dragons and magic. I mean, swords. Yeah. It's very like you're, everybody's wearing armor and riding horses and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it's a, uh, it's a very rich, rich world that they, there's, they there's an insane amount of detail to the world. An yeah. insane amount of detail. Like, so, like world building stuff. Yeah. So that kind of like, and I say this game's all over the place. That, that's kind of the start of it is not only do we have this tactics based melee game, but that's only like a small part of the game. Another, yeah, it really is. Another large part of the game is I'll say, two other major parts. One of them is you running around, uh, which is basically a monastery, which is the school that you're a teacher at <laughs> a teacher at. You're training all these students to basically be war students. It's a war school, but the, the monastery is basically Hogwarts. Like it even is modeled like Hogwarts. Yeah. Yeah. And there's faculty members that you engage with and learn from. And, and the whole time that you're doing all this, you're kind of having conversations with, the librarian and the students and the Pope and 
Yeah, pretty much the Pope, yes, that's true. The Pope is at this school for some reason. And they give you... Not only do they give you, like, depth as what kind of characters they are because of the way they behave and interact, and but they kind of tell the story of the of Fodlin as well. Like, they'll give you political war history, they'll give you religion, they'll give you class, commoners versus nobles yeah. details, and, and it, it kind of creates this experience where it's, like, very overwhelming at first. Yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> but you start... The more you play and the more you walk around and the more you talk to people, the more you get a feel for, like, what this is. And in the same way that we said XCOM had all these details that made its war campaign a rich and um, alive uh, sort of narrative, this game gives its characters and its places and its politics a real grounded and th- uh, narrative thread as well. And yeah, I think I think Fire Emblem does a better job of actually having like a strict story. Um, yeah, it's definitely ha- it's definitely like episodic, giving you cutscenes and things more so than I would say XCOM. Yeah, is, but- yeah, like XCOM's kind of like make your own fun on top of the story. Fire Emblem is more like crafted. If you- if you talk to everybody, you're going to have a richer experience. But if you don't talk to everybody, you're going to have a very similar experience of the overall story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. I th- Like I said in the, the other two I played, the story is really kind of what kept me playing them. Because it was just a fun anime thing. Um, politically, Fates, I thought, was awesome. Like Fate, yeah. Fates was a really cool thing. It was, uh, it was actually like medieval Japan. It, it was more about samurais and ninjas, which was sweet. But it did a good job of like, and that game was weird. It was like a multi-release like Pokemon, where you could pick one side or the other of the battle that was happening like throughout the entire game. It was kind of crazy. That's, I only played one of them. That's exactly what Three Houses is. Only that's kind of what Three put, Houses is in one game. Yeah. Yeah, they put it all into one game because I've yeah. heard people say that same thing about Fates compared to Three Houses. Yeah. That brings us to our next point is is you become the teacher and there's three houses and you have to choose which house you them. want to be the teacher of and we chose different houses. So yeah. I, I want to ask you because I've played I've been playing the heck out of this game. You played a lot more than I have at this point, yeah. Yeah. And I the more that I get to know the characters in my house, the more I really like the the leader of the house, the more I understand like where he's coming from a little bit and the more the more i see these interactions of my students with each other yeah the more i get a feel for like what kind of characters they are and it's really fun because like they're not all characters that i love you know what i mean but they're all yeah. like well-rounded and well-written characters and seeing them interact like if, let's say one's a commoner and he interacts with a noble character and seeing the noble be snobby to the commoner and the commoner yeah. wants to prove herself to the noble because you know commoners can work too and just the way that interaction takes place and then watching the noble interact with another noble and the way that happens it, it gives you like a really complete picture of like who these people are kind of yeah and it, it's i've never had that in a game it's you almost like it's almost like i'm reading like a really really long novel and yeah, Fire Emblem is totally a visual novel with 
there is some, so some much tactics. text. There is so much text conversation. Yeah. So if you're not patient with that stuff, then I don't know if this is the game for you. But yeah, I think yeah. it does do a good job of allowing you to skip all that. Yeah, and this one specifically, like I said, I only have experience with the other two games. This one specifically gives you a lot more to do outside of combat than the other two that I played. Whenever you were out of combat in the other two, you would run around, you would talk to check in with everybody, kind of like a regular RPG every time you went to a town, yeah. and then you'd go right back to a battle. And that was it. Uh, Fate Fates had some weird online thing that I didn't engage with that was like tower defense. I didn't understand it at all. But because this one has like, it's a set place that you always return to. It constantly is changing, at least at the beginning, because it's slowly introducing all these mechanics to you, which is really smart. Um, you're always returning to the set place. You can talk to literally everybody. You're not you're not just stuck to your house. You can do, go talk to the other students. So you're just slowly building up, like, familiarity with everything. And it's really cool. And then also you have all of these activities that you can do to build up your relationship with everybody because that's this whole other thing in terms of recruiting them and having them work well in battle and previously the only way to get relationships up was to have them stand next to each other in battle which still works in this game but that was it that was the only way to get relationships built between characters and you could manipulate that pretty easily and I still manipulate that now in this one you just have to make sure everybody's standing next to each other but now that you have this extra layer of I'm going to dinner with them, I'm singing in the choir with them, I'm, I don't know, what are the other ones? Uh, having tea time, which I can't do yet. But, like, you're doing all this extra stuff where previously in the other games you basically just pursued a romance and you could only do that with one character. Now so, you do it with everybody. So what makes it cool, too, is not only are you building relationships um like this is what I said about ha seeing the characters interact every time they like receive a point up on their relationship that's yeah. when you see the the conversation between them so you get yeah. you get more like you get to know them more as yeah. characters so you get rewarded in that way they get buffs on the in combat for the relationship boosts they that's been in the series but it's still awesome yeah, yeah like yeah. that so, them having conversations and stuff so that is strategic there's a strategic part of it as well but also yeah. you are still their teacher yeah and so in between all of your wandering around you give lectures and seminars and this is where you get to spec your soldiers like different abilities and you yeah. get to choose what they're going to learn and what they're going to be that whether you want them to be an archer or an axe wielder, or a brawler, or whatever. Yeah. And so, in order to teach them those things, they have to be motivated to learn. And part of the, like, uh, taking them to tea, and eating with them, and cooking with them, and all that stuff, it and finding lost items for them. Yeah. There's a whole, like... There's a whole motivation meter that you have to keep... The, almost like The Sims. You have to keep them happy yeah. in, order, in order to learn. And there's this choice where I'm, you only, you're limited in the amount of activities that you're allowed to perform in between fights. So are you going to keep your class happy and um, keep them motivated so that they'll learn? Or are you going to spend those points trying to recruit other members into your class? And so there's this 
Uh, or are you going to spend those points making yourself a better fighter? Yes. Are you, so there's all this spinning plates that is kind of the core of, I think, what some of these uh, tactics-based games are, really. I mean, like, this this specifically is way closer to XCOM than the other ones. Like, yeah. th- this whole plate-spinning, choice-making, like making sacrifices like i'm not doing this thing but i'm gonna do this thing that was not in the other ones so i'm super glad that this one has that because i was like a little worried about this game coming out because like i only played two of them and i liked them but i kind of was like done with the series i thought because i was like "Ah, i know what it is and i know what it is combat wise but because it has this meta game now i'm like way more into it again yeah because the meta game is good it's fun i like I like running around the monastery. I like talking to people. Um, I like making those decisions. Like, I want that metagame decision-making because it makes it so much more... Not, not even just rewarding. It just makes it more fleshed out. Where in... Like like I said, the older ones, you were just going from battle to battle and sometimes there was text between. And that was and that was sort of it. So... And you get, and you get like... Like, the whole instruction thing is so cool because... You have complete control over your characters, which you sort of did in the other ones. Like, you could get to a point where you would get an item that would let you just completely change their class. Um, and it was like this magic thing. It was like, sudden, suddenly they're a dragon rider or whatever. And now it just makes a lot more sense thematically because they're learning. And you can just say, like, I know what your strengths are because I'm a teacher. You should focus on this stuff. And that's just really cool. Like, that's a really minor touch that's just awesome. Like, it, it just totally changes... It totally changes the fact of, okay, it's a video game and I can do whatever I want and change this character's class. No, it's a video game with a story and there's, like, a narrative reason to, like, why I'm yeah, changing this character. There's a meta thing. reason to why yeah, all this stuff is happening. It's, it's really cool. It's it's awesome. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. I've only played it probably for, like, 10 hours at this point, but I'm definitely going to keep going. That's good. I feel like from our conversations, you sound higher on it than what we've talked about a little bit. Because we always talk about the combat, which I don't love. Okay. <laughs> so let's let's get to there because all this stuff is in in service of the combat. Yeah. Um. I I do want to say that I do like wandering around the monastery after. Probably I'm probably closer to twenty hours, so I played probably twice what you have. Yeah. Um. I think the monastery is way too freaking big. It is, it's a little annoying to get around, but at least you can fast travel right from the beginning. Okay, so here's my issue. I don't want to spend too much time on negatives, but I do want to be critical because yeah. wh- why are we doing this if we're not being critical? Yeah, sure. But um, so sometimes I'll know who which student I want to talk to because I have an item for them or they said go talk to the student. Yeah. And what happens is like when you pull up the menu, you can fast travel to where they're at and it shows really nice like where every student is. Yeah. But it'll it'll only be like the general area, so it'll yeah, say like you still have Claude, to look for him. Claude is in the reception hall, so it fast traveled to the reception hall, and then the reception hall is really really big, and yeah. I gotta run all the way around the reception hall. And he there's no like mark where Claude's at on the map. Yeah, point. I wish there was. You're right. So so I think some quality of life stuff in that could have been because it gets worse when you're trying to manage like. 30 students and different items yeah and you're trying to complete side quests and you're, you're just like i feel like i'm i spend more time running around than i would like to spend running around yeah like as a little 
is a little bit in between to unlock some things. That's cool. But then I'm like, okay, where's this guy at? Fast travel here. Okay, where's this guy at? It's yeah. just like a little too much management. Yeah, sure. I mean, you don't want to do management like running around a map. Like that, there needs to be a menu that I can just click talk to Claude. And that is true. It doesn't necessarily need to be an open world. Like this. No. This is. Uh, this is. This is a good example of them making it a space when it didn't really need to be a space. Like I think, I like, think it's cool that it is a space because it gives you uh, an idea. Like there's a visual representation of yeah. things that happen, and I, I don't, I'm not think, I don't think they shouldn't have done that. I mean, it doesn't look amazing. It's like a uh, yeah, it kind of looks like a PlayStation Two era. It's cell shaded, pretty basic looking, pretty flat stuff. texture. Yeah, yeah. so. I don't know. There's some there's some design choices that maybe could have been I I agree that the 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 having the physical space is really cool. Like it, that's awesome because previously the games were just, you know, top-down kind of 2D looking things, but um what what you want and what what I think you're saying being able to fast travel to a person, not just yeah. an area. Yeah. Like that yeah. would be that would be great. I don't know why you can't do that, but yeah, whatever. It, it, I, minor, minor, minor thing. complaint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So jumping to the combat, um, which I still have so many questions about, even twenty hours into the game, it does not do a good job explaining that stuff to you. <laughs> it doesn't really do a good job of explaining anything, to be honest. It's one of those games where you should definitely like look up tips if you're gonna play. Yeah. Uh, I hate that, but. I, I think you just be more well prepared for something. That's vid- uh, that's that's video games anymore in general, and that's specifically RPGs across the board forever for all time. Like yeah. that's that's just the way it is. So, uh, in terms of combat, what do you feel that you don't like? Because I did say that it's different than XCOM, but totally. I'm definitely getting the same satisfaction out of the experience that I did with that. Yeah, I By think. F- to a T, like it's. I don't have any complaints about it really at all. So, even me just playing two games, I know what to expect. Like you didn't play a Fire Emblem before, so you're coming off of XCOM straight into another tactical game, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is good," and it is good. Fire Emblem's good. I mean, I'm. I don't. I'm not gonna say it's bad, but I've played two of these now. And it's basically the same. Like, they got rid of the triangle thing and, like, this beats that and whatever. But I don't find it as satisfying at all. Like, it, even even melee-specific tactical games like Banner Saga. Like, I think Banner Saga's tactics are actually really awesome. Um, but Fire Emblem just comes down to... You're, you're at a disadvantage always because there's a million enemies all the time. So what you can do and what they apparently added in this one, because you told me they added like turns and stuff, turn limits. More often than not, you can kind of turtle and not even necessarily turtle, just kind of move up to an enemy just within range of the enemy. So they have to move to you and then you can kind of you're kind of just kiting enemies, which I did in XCOM also, but kind of in a different way. It's like really hard to explain. I just don't love I don't love the trading melee attacks. Like whenever whenever you go to fight an enemy in Fire Emblem, you know how the battle is going to resolve as long as it hits. Where XCOM has 
some extra factors in it. It also does the same thing. It'll give you a percent to hit. It'll give you a, per, a number of damage that you're probably going to do and whatever. It's basically the same. All that stuff is basically the same. I know. I understand that. But something about Fire Emblem and how it's all melee and how I'm kind of just waiting for enemies to come to me so I can gang up on them. Then I'm spending turns healing and whatever. It just, it's not exciting. Like, I don't, I don't like look forward to the battles as much as I would look forward to the battles in XCOM. So like in XCOM, whenever I'm getting ready to go into a battle, I'm like, oh shit. Like this is, this, this is dangerous. This is who knows what the hell the game is going to throw at me. Whatever, like enemy composition and pods that whoever is going to be in the map or what's the map going to be like because you can take cover behind things, walls are destructible, etc., etc. Fire Emblem has some trees you can hide in and you want to make sure you don't get ganged up by enemies. <laughs> and that's kind of it, I feel like. Um, that's what it was previously. Maybe they added more that I haven't seen in this one, but I just, I don't know. I just don't get excited about battles. Like, they're fine. They're good. I just don't get excited about them. And like, when I'm in them, I have all the animations turned off. I have, I have gameplay speed as fast as it can possibly go. And it still feels like it takes a long time. So that's, that's my thing. Uh, I don't. I guess I haven't played any other like melee tactics games. But why would Banner Saga be better than this in terms of like what the tactics are? Banner Saga does a smart thing where you manage armor. Um, it does it does this thing kind of like um a weird a weird comparison, but uh, Hearthstone, where your your creature attacks are based on your current health. So you might have nine health. That means you can do a minimum of nine damage, depending on what you're doing. But if you take damage, you're doing less damage to the enemy in turn. So you're like you're kind of managing um, two things. You're managing your armor, which there's armor and health in Banner Saga, um, and then you're managing your health because that is also your attack damage. So. It adds this actual tactical stuff that I feel like Fire Emblem's tactical stuff starts and stops with positioning. And in something like Banner Saga, it's all melee-based. It's positioning plus stats. Like, Fire Emblem's stats I don't really care about too much as of now. And in, and in past games. Like, past games it mattered more with matchups because of the rock-paper-scissors thing. So I would never like throw one class against another class because it was going to do less damage than it possibly could. But right now in three houses, I'm kind of just throwing whoever at whatever because I can see exactly what the battle is going to resolve as, and I don't really, I don't really care who is doing what. It, does that make sense? Like I, I don't really care who is a swordsman versus whatever. It doesn't matter. I don't really care. Um, ranged people, so, I just need to have one space between them so they can't hit me when I hit them, or and that's it, <laughs> I think. So, I will say, I can see what you're saying. Um, as you progress into the game a little more and start earning some of the higher class... Yeah, they'll um, change, for sure. I'm very early in the game, yeah. They'll change, and it will matter, like, if you have a riding lance knight, yeah. like... 
they can take they can go against a grounded enemy and take no damage. Right. So some of your positioning will start to matter more than it has currently. Yeah. Which I would say is what you were talking about with Banner Saga. Yeah, maybe it's just taking too long to get there. I mean, I played yeah. the other ones a while ago. I kind of don't remember them at this point. The other thing they started throwing at me is they started throwing monsters at me. Did the other old Fire Emblem games have monsters? Like, I know you said you fought a dragon, but... Like, it's they're legit beasts. Yeah, I, they have... I actually don't remember other like like third party things like they're not being controlled by the other enemies or they're controlled by the enemies well i've only fought one it was like more like a boss okay well yeah you fight you fight like a dragon and stuff in the other ones and there's there's weird shit like that yeah so there's like special mechanics that they have where they have armor that you have to break the armor and they're they take up more than one tile so you can attack from all All sides yeah that's good and they can counterattack every time. I don't know. <laughs> well, just, every enemy counterattacks, basically. <laughs> there's there's more strategy, I think, to it than what you're making it sound like. Uh, I, whether that scratches your itch or, or not, I don't know. We'll have to talk about it when you get there. Yeah, I want to be clear. There's strategy. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not. It's just you know what I'm saying. I'm just yeah. Uh, it's it's just like compared to other other games that I've played after playing XCOM and, like, other ones and whatever, Fire Emblem, in terms of tactics, is, like, the lowest on my list. Like, the ta- yeah. the tactics is not why I'm there playing that game, where all the other ones, that is a big part the of main why draw, I'm playing the them. main yeah. draw of the other stuff. Right. Yeah, okay. Um. So, but they've added some cool stuff where the last map I had, there was, like, teleportation tiles that I could go off. Oh, nice. Almost do some dungeon hunting, but then it was a limited fight and there was a ton of enemies. So like I had to make the decision of, okay, am I going to go get this, get a chest and stuff. And then, and then I, I had to make the decision of like, if I split one person off and there's some enemies, then I'm going to get screwed. So do I send this many people or do I keep them all together and just complete the objective and not worry about the chests? Yeah. And that was like, that stuff happening, I think, is more probably to what you would like in terms of I have to make some decision making. I don't just have to hit the find the guy who's going to do the most damage and put him in the right place. They had um they had chests and stuff in the other ones, but I know you like I mentioned earlier, and you already told me that they did add some turn limits, and I don't remember turn limits in the other two, so yeah. that that could make things a little crazier. Um, I think it's worth mentioning, too, that we're both playing on the classic mode where permadeath matters and um, you can't save within a battle and stuff like that. Uh, I I did not play the other Fire Emblems with permadeath because I just didn't think it was fun or interesting. Because of that reason, that's why I'm playing Three Houses that way, to make it challenging. And we're playing on hard, right? Like, you're playing on hard, too? That's correct. Yeah, because apparently normal is, like, too easy from what the media says. So um, so that being said, I think that getting to know the students and who they are and the possibility that they can die is going to enrich the experience yeah. of, of some of the dicier situations that you're going to find in combat. And they did add a rewind mechanic. Yeah. So if you leave a unit out and they get killed, then you can rewind to your last turn and save that unit. And I've used that and so far have saved all my soldiers and... The way that it's implemented, I think, is very smart and is 
a good like almost white flag that's extended to you yeah. if you want to play in the permanent permadeath mode and don't want to lose characters for making one bad decision. And you can only do it three times per battle, so it's not like this unlimited thing. No, and that can be leveled up to get more. Oh, wait, really? I think so. Oh, that's funny. Depending on what your uh, preferences are. Oh, I didn't know that. As far, in terms of, like, using that and and then also, like, positioning my units to see who, because you get more experience for a kill than you do for just a successful attack. Right. So some of the, like, okay, I want to upgrade this guy because this guy's had enough experience this battle, some of that stuff has been kind of that's like, true. scratching the itch a little bit, too. You're definitely balancing, um, again, I, again, that's more, like, metagame stuff. Um, yeah. It actually feels like Pokemon, in a way. Uh, yeah, it does. Because, like, you want to... You're like, I choose you, Lance Boy. Yeah, I, I, cho- I, choo- I choose you, Swordsman. You got to get this kill so you get all the XP, and everybody else that touched them only got a tiny shred of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fire Emblem is good, though. I mean, Three Houses is good. That's a solid Switch game for this year, for sure. Solid Switch game, um, yeah. I agree. Lots of content. Of, I, I've heard multiple times that people want to do multiple playthroughs. I don't know that I will, but we'll see when I get there. I, like, never do, but... You know, XCOM. I've played a billion times. I have a hundred plus hours in XCOM, so I, I could know. see myself doing another playthrough. Yeah, depending on how much I'm using my Switch toward the end of the year and what's what's on it available game wise. I just I'm so impressed by the writing. Like I really am so impressed. The the it's good. The story has all taken place in my class. Like me talking to my chosen house and the students. So choosing another house would make that whole entire the whole entire story completely different. Yeah, it's, it's one of it's one of those things where it's a text based. A lot of it's just conversations, and it's kind of what makes up the the meat of the game. There's like a few cutscenes that are kind of small, and I'm they would probably be the same in other playthroughs. Yeah, but like if, if you don't care about that stuff, then I could see this being a game where you're like, eh, whatever. Yeah, totally. But I, I just yeah. I just think that like. I don't know. It, it just makes it such a more realized, fully realized, living, breathing world when you have those characters that are behaving and interacting with each other, yeah, and reacting to the events and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. So, I picked um, I picked Edelgard, which is the they're they're an empire, and so most of the students are snobby shitheads, which is hilarious. Really? Which is, I mean, yeah, kind of, yeah, and it's it's funny because it makes sense. Are they dicks to the commoners? Um, the only character that I, I actually haven't paid attention to their, who's what, to their, who's an ability and to their not. status, but I mean, based on like conversations, I think there might only be one commoner in my house. And then there's another, who is it? Uh, who's in your house? It's well, Edelgard is the, I, Edelgard's not the house. That's the character. That's the girl. Um, awesome name too. It is a cool name. Um, her Hubert, uh, who's the guy with hubert's cool who's the guy that i there's a guy there's an i name it's not ingrid because that's a woman what's he what's he look he has the green long hair um and he always naps uh oh linehart oh yeah it's not an i it's not an i linhart yeah um yeah that them and then ferdinand they're like the upper class like you can totally tell that they're nobles the way that they talk and act towards you and all that ferdinand the one that likes girls uh, I think that's Sylvain, and he's in he the blue he's in the Eagles. blue house, I think. Okay. Um, but 
So, like, there's those, and then Bernadetta is, like, this really, like, shy girl who never wants to leave her room, which is hilarious. Yeah, I know who that is. That's so funny, and I assume... And she likes candy. Yeah, I assume she's a commoner. I'm I'm just based on how she acts and everything. Um, But then there's Petra, and I think Petra is really interesting because she's from a different country or something, or she's from, like, this weird foreign land she's, she's a foreign exchange she's fr- yeah she's from this weird land that doesn't really understand the language and she's written so well like this is a japanese translated game and she doesn't speak english properly like she do- she uses words wrong she uses she makes weird sentence structures she's like all over the place with her tenses yeah it's like her grammar yeah and even the voice actor did a good job of capturing that like where like i think the voice acting in the game is really good yeah that needs to be said yeah they're they're reading these fantasy lines you could you could totally co- like call it hokey but most of it is i think really solid and there is a lot there is there so is a much lot voice acting in dude, this dude you don't even you don't even know i'm telling you right now when your students start fighting next to each other and you're you're getting class uh, yeah and they talk to each other i know yeah, yeah i like it's you'll you'll go to the menu you'll go the menu after a battle and you'll spend like 45 minutes in conversation cutscenes with them talking to each other yeah. cuz it's showing you you know what's very frustrating and and I could be misremembering this, but I, I complained to you already that your main character in this game is set. Byleth is set. Whether you pick a man or a woman, they look the same. I don't understand why they're not voice acted. I they they have certain lines. They they'll say lines in battle and stuff. And and like that's yeah, so that's it's it really is. annoying that they don't respond. I hate silent protagonists in video games. It drives me crazy. And it's really annoying because they're set characters. Like this is this is a game where they should have had lines. Like they they should have been voice acted completely because in the in Fates you created a character and they had more voice acting. Like you created what they looked like, you picked what their voice sounded like, you did all this stuff and they had voice acting. So, why the hell don't they in this one? It it drives me nuts. It's like it's weird. It's like the biggest they, complaint I have about the game, actually. There's some instances where you choose between responses, but they could have just voiced both responses for as much yeah. dialogue as in the game. They, you would think they picked a set look for the man and the woman. Why not pick a set voice for the man and the woman, and then you just have a voice acted character? I mean, I don't. It's I don't get it's it. It's funny too, because like a bunch of characters are constantly like, "You're so weird and mysterious and silent." Yeah, which and, like, which they're, is like, commenting part of the they're story. They're commenting but... on what a robot personality your character has like all the time. Yeah. So they definitely knew. I, I don't know that 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 is you're you're. Right it made me. That. It right. it makes me real mad. But whatever. It's it's fine. I guess. Yeah. But it's a it's a cool game. It's a lot of uh. It's a dense game. Yeah, gonna be playing um, it for a while for sure. And I'm I'm looking forward to playing it during uh, su- Sunday football and <laughs> yeah and uh, it's good good game couch game on my sw- on my switch yeah so I'll, uh, I'll I'm eager to hear what you have to say about some of the upcoming events it just really gets it gets cooler and cooler I think good yeah like I'm I'm expect I expect to like the story because because I liked Awakening and Fates a lot so yeah cool. Fire Emblem, Three Houses, yeah. available on Switch. Uh, yeah. We recommend rec- that you play And it. recommended, yeah. I don't want to give it a golf clap. Not yet. Because I've probably only played like a fifth of it. So. I want to finish it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's definitely good. Yeah. 
uh, playing another new game to be look at all these all these new games to try to try and be uh, yeah current, and this is a weird one. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. It's a third person shooter slash kind of melee, but more shooter for sure. Dungeon crawler, sort of in the style of a Souls game, but not as much as people might lead you to believe. And I want to be the one person out there saying that. Uh, but the the coolest thing about the game is it's like a procedurally generated campaign where it puts together all of these chunks of the world and boss locations and bosses and whatever, and it's unique per player. And the game is based completely around co-op. You can play it solo, but it's definitely meant to be played co-op. And you can jump in and out of games. And you can play at whatever level with whatever friend in whatever game and earn whatever they're earning and fight whatever boss they're fighting. And it's just this really open-ended experience, really, that, I don't know, it's des- It's kind of like Destiny? Yeah, design-wise, I think it's incredible. It's it's literally Destiny, like you're collecting, you're collecting from a hub world. It's you're going back to a hub world where you have everything, but then your missions are dungeon crawling missions. Yeah, and then the like whole, I would say like enemy design and concept of like battle is kind of Dark Souls influenced, where you lose progress, but you don't lose items and you don't lose souls. Where you're you're replenishing your enemies at bonfires yeah. and it's it's tough and you have to time your dodges and other than Very, that, it's not really a soul. Yeah, the, the souls comparison starts and stops at stamina for dodging and you rest at a bonfire. That's yeah, that's and, essentially the only comparison between the two. I mean like I there's there's other like minor things like how the game presents its narrative and lore and and how it does items like that stuff is definitely souls inspired but i think i think after a point like it's its own thing you know like like just like other souls inspired games are their own thing like remnant is definitely its own thing that looked at dark souls and was like yeah we like those pieces of it but let's make our own take on a shooter like a yeah. like a dungeon crawling loot shooter that isn't as in depth as Destiny because you're not getting guns and shit constantly. Yeah, it's not. It's not like a play every day, all day. Yes. Uh, M- MMO experience like like Destiny is. It did a good job in making a, a packaged. Uh, this is what this is. Campaign dungeons that you can re-roll if you want to for different loot, and you can replay not- with friends in a slightly different way, and it's fun to just redo the thing because you might, you know see something different. Yeah, and then and then the exciting prospect of it is that they can just come continuously add to this and it'll get bigger and bigger right. for people that are playing. Yeah. So in, in the interest of keeping it short, because we're already at close to an hour here and I don't want to go too long. Yeah. And uh what do you like about it? What do you dislike? I think the shooting is pretty solid. solid. Uh I, I think it's good. I've I've had other conversations with other people recently where I think I actually don't like third person shooters. Um but we won't get into that. Remnant, I think, is a solid third-person shooter. I think the dodging stuff is actually, like, really good in a game like this. Yeah, like I agree. Like, like 
It's the it's like a melee dodge in a shooting I, game is what it I, is. Yeah, and I recently played Resident Evil 2 and holy shit did I want to dodge like this because I don't care for realism and whatever. I want to fucking be able to get out of the way of attacks whenever you're Anything. whenever you're locked in a over the shoulder shooter camera position. The game those games feel stiff. All third person shooters feel somewhat stiff in a certain way and it's usually around how you move when you're getting attacked. It's how you get away from being attacked, it's whatever. And putting in that invincibility frames putting in, in a dodge putting roll. iframes in a dodge roll while managing a stamina bar so you can't just spam it is brilliant in a shooter. I think that is so smart. It's so fun to actually like play the game because you you are managing stamina. So like you might dodge a couple attacks from a boss, but if you're not watching your stamina, you're gonna get fucked by either the boss or the other enemies. So like you're playing this game of yeah, I can dodge and get out of the way of a big hit, but I got to be careful. And I think that's really good because otherwise you're just getting hit and the game is designed around... Isn't as fun to it's, play. It's designed yeah. around you getting hit and just constantly healing or it's, you know, whatever. So like, Which, let's be clear, in this game when you get hit, it, it hurts. It still hurts. Yeah, it still hurts. I mean... Well, I mean... You know, you can't get hit a lot before you're on the ground, is what I'm yeah. saying. You take damage. It's de- you bleed. There, okay, there's another Souls comparison. The game is challenging. It's 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 purposely meant to be challenging, and and I do think it's meant to be played co-op because, you know, then you can help each other out and, you know, kite enemies in different directions and all this stuff. But I, I love, I actually love the gameplay. In, I think it's really fun in to my, play. In my experience playing Soul, this is one of my negative, because... I've been on backshift. I haven't been able to play with you guys as much. Yeah. Excuse me, but um, I they definitely like made it able to play single player. Yeah. But the way the enemies spawn behind you and not being able to revive in single player makes it to me more frustrating than it is fun. Yeah that that enemy spawning behind you stuff is like. Yeah, I guess it happens in the world part too. It's not just in boss it's, fights. I, I was gonna say it's just in boss fights, but it's not. It, it's fine. It's fine when you can revive each other, and we're both running all over the level looking for different yeah. things. And you, because you can like help each other out. If there's someone behind me, you can face me and shoot that guy behind. It's a different fun. It's fundamentally different when you have a partner. Playing. And I and I also think this is one of my negatives too. The game is not good at giving you situational awareness. Which is which no. is really critical in a shooter. In in Dark Souls, you know where the enemies are, and if you're getting hit from one far away, you can at least look where they're shooting you from. In Remnant, because they can kind of just be anywhere, you have no idea where they are. <laughs> they might it's like they a, might just pop up like behind where... you when you're dealing with something else, and you don't know that they're coming. Like, I'll clear a room and put my back to literally against a wall so that I don't get someone behind me, and I'll be shooting people and shooting people, and then all of a sudden, there's someone behind me hitting me, and I take three hits, and I'm dead. Yeah. And and when you're playing single player, that means you gotta drop all the way back to your last checkpoint. Yeah. Which the checkpoints are kind of hard. Yeah, they're, they're, de- they're decently spaced out. Yeah. So it just it turns into a, a, an experience that is more frustrating, I think, than fun. Whereas when we were playing... When we were playing multiplayer you can forgive those mistakes because you can just come revive me and save yeah. me and then we're not spending as much time going back as we are 
So I can push pushing forward. I can also follow up on another thing that isn't great with that. Um, I haven't played solo for the exact for the specific reason that I don't think I would like it as much. Not because of the difficulty, but um, I want to play. I've been primarily playing with Josh because AJ hasn't been available, but. I, I don't want to play by myself because we're kind of using my game as the one to progress through. So if I play by myself, I'm now getting ahead of what Josh has seen. So he has to play by himself. Or if he plays by himself, he'll get ahead of what I've seen. So like we're not really experiencing those things together. And the game's aesthetic is like good, but not good. And it's but it's budget. It's but it's definitely say. like it's almost like a C tier game, which I feel so bad saying because if for whatever reason anybody from Gunfire heard this, like it's a great game. It's well designed. It looks great. I think all of the ideas are amazing. It's just you can tell that they recycle things. You can tell that it's procedural for a reason because they didn't want to like tailor levels and spend time doing that. So I don't really want to see that stuff by myself because I could potentially replay it with you or Josh. So I yeah. want to like, and replaying is actually good because gameplay wise, you get different drops and different bosses and whatever. But like, as far as like aesthetic wise, you're looking at the same stuff. Now that said a positive replaying with another person is really interesting because whenever I played in your game, I saw multiple enemies I did not see in my game and we fought a boss I did not see in my game. And I think that's fucking smart as hell. That's so cool. That gives, that gives such a good reason to replay things. It's crazy. Like, and with the drop in and drop out game like this, that's perfect. Yeah, And it works. It works really well. We've had like one network problem. Me and Josh had network problems once like, the other night and that was it so yeah it being drop in drop out nothing based on level maybe other than some minor scaling that we didn't really notice like it's it's really good like it's a design design wise they i think they they did a great job yeah like they they did a great job with like all of these back end things with like the concept of what the game is to play it, they, yeah, they nailed. Yeah, they nailed. Yeah, it. They, they did. And I, I actually think the universe is like really weird and cool. It just, it yeah. just doesn't have the, the budget probably to really fully for a big narrative flesh it out for a big narrative fleshed out thing. Like yeah, this yeah. is this is what is so fucking frustrating about Destiny is Destiny had so much goddamn money behind it, and they don't put enough money into that stuff. They put they put all of their time into this is your life game. And that is frustrating. Like, imagine if they put that much effort into all of these different unique experiences where something like Remnant has probably not that much money to make something like this, and they made it go so far. Like they, they made that they made that budget go so far in terms of like characters, design, ta- like dialogue. Cuts, even cutscenes, bosses, enemies. Like there's, there's, there's more enemies in Remnant than there are in Destiny, and Destiny's been out for like forever. <laughs> it's crazy. It, there's more enemy variety in this random ass game than Destiny, which has had what are we at six years now, five years? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't played Destiny in a solid year and a half, so I don't want to talk crap on that. I'm game. not talking and crap about it. I'm just saying like. 
comparing that kind of like servicey loot game, it's yeah. hilarious how much farther ahead Remnant got out of the gates with. Like it's it's kind of crazy actually. I, it's a cool thing, and it's a and we keep talking about it being a budget game. It also I think was thirty bucks, right? I, I think it 40 it's forty. Bucks? Yeah, so it's not a full price game either. And I think I think from what I've heard, it's off to a great start. So I'm really hoping that you know they continue to add to it. The way they already have the game built, as if they're gonna build upon it. So like whenever you go to re, you can re-roll your world, which is hilarious. Um. Whenever you go to do that, it lists this version from the Ashes as a campaign. Almost as if they're going to add more campaigns in quotes, which is so cool. Like, that would be really yeah. cool if that's what happens. So, yeah. I think... And also that forgives the crappy name title of It's a Remnant bad name. From the yeah, Ashes it's a, as the It's name. a bad name. Yeah, I wonder... So maybe we'll get Re- Remnant into the fire. Yeah, like something next. like f- Reborn. Or, I mean, From the Ashes is kind of already Reborn. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird name, but I think, I think it's definitely worth checking out. If you have a, if you have a, even a small group, it, it's a max player count of three, which is a weird number, but um, it's definitely a good co-op experience, and... I don't know, like even the weapons and stuff, like you get you get boss items that are you convert into items or weapons and like that stuff is cool. It's been really fun using that stuff, like it's worth using. Like it's not overwhelming in terms of like you're getting constant guns and items and magic spells like Destiny. Like you get set things, you have to learn how to use those things, and that's the game and it's like I don't know. It's good. It's really good actually. Yeah, Remnant from the Ashes, uh, just released a couple weeks ago, last week, I yeah. think. And uh, I, I agree. I think uh, I think they did really well on a budget title, and I'm excited that it's this good and that it pulled us in and that we're playing yeah. it. And I am excited to see what they did. Yeah, totally. It. Yeah. Um. So is there anything else you've been playing? I played a lot of stuff. We'll hit them quick. Um, hit them quick? Yeah, so uh, last last episode... Two episodes ago, Josh was on. I played two games that Josh played, and I just want to mention them real quick because um, I have different perspectives. Uh, I played a Plague Tale Innocence that came out this year. That's that. It's a third-person game, at more of an adventure story-driven game based in the Middle Ages when the plague hit. Um, I think that game is overrated. I think I think the little bit that I heard about that game was, "Wow, this is a lot better than you would expect." I don't think it was. I think uh, I think I think the idea in quotes of the plague and how that game handles the plague is actually really cool. The tech is really cool with the mouth, like the mice, the rats, the rats, the rats. <laughs> with the rats. The tech is really Z. It's really cool what they do with the rats. I think some of that stuff is like kind of fucking crazy, actually. You know, for another budget game. Um, visually, it's amazing narratively it's pretty good uh i did not like where it went with the story and it actually kind of pissed me off and sort of soured me on it by the end um i wouldn't recommend you play that game for more than like ten dollars um because i think i think the gameplay was frustrating i didn't i didn't like the puzzle solving it had combat which it absolutely should not have had combat like what the fuck that it like 
It's a video game, dude. It has it, to have it, combat. It drives me crazy. You can't have a video game without combat, It drives combat, me dude. so crazy that there are still... It's, it's not a video game. It's not a video game if it doesn't oh have combat. Oh, my God. Like, there are so many games that don't have combat that are amazing and get lauded for not having combat. And then here's a perfect one that didn't need it, and they, like, shoehorned it in, and it's just like, fuck, I don't want to fight people. I don't want to do this. Like... He's a pacifist. Nick is... He's a metalhead pacifist. Just, have you ever heard of that? Well... I don't know. Is that a real certain thing? games? Certain games. I don't want to fight people. And and what would have been more impactful in this game was if you've been playing video games for how long? We're debunking the video game violence rumor right yeah. here. Right what, here, doesn't want to fight. What people. would be more Listen. impactful in a game like this and games like Last of Us and Uncharted and all that stuff is minor murder, like minimal combat scenarios would make it so much more impactful and so much more interesting. And so much more tense. And whenever... Like, dude, this game had a fucking boss fight. It ended with a boss fight. Are you kidding me? Like, you play this whole game puzzle solving mostly with the combat. And then it has a fucking boss fight at the end. I was so mad. I almost didn't want to beat it. I was like... I got to the point... Because it took me a lot of tries. I got to the point where I was like... I might... I might quit playing this game. Yeah, because this is fucking dumb. So... It's a really cool thing. The studio did a good job with what they, you know, went what they aimed for. Just the video gameness ruined it. So, so you don't give no it no golf, golf clap. clap. Are you gonna give it thumbs up? Or are you gonna just? Give I'm it gonna a- give it like a you totally could never experience the game and just forget about it. Like, and I feel really so bad. I feel really bad saying that, but like. So Man. it's the it's the uh, it's the face with the flat eyes. Yes, flat it's the mouth. it's That's the in, it's it. the indifferent face. I give I give All a right, plague tale innocence the indifferent the emoji. indifferent emoji. Yeah. Um. Cool. Now, complete one eighty of that. Same episode. Josh talked about observation. Observation is basically a straight up traditional adventure game, point and click adventure game. Yeah, go back and listen to that if you want to know what kind of game it is. Tell us what you like. I about fucking it. loved that game. I thought that game was so cool. It does a great job of doing its minor puzzles and only using them like once or twice in a short experience. You're not doing the same puzzle over and over and over. It gives you new shit to do every time. The story was awesome. Like, it was really weird, it was really unsettling. In a game where there's, like, one person in the game and you're playing as the robot, it's somehow creepy. Like, you you are a robot, like an AI, controlling the space station, and the game does a good job of making you feel anxious. Like, it's it's really weird. It's a really weird, unique thing. I highly recommend it. Um, I think, uh, I think it took me, like, two hours. Maybe three. Golf clap? Definitely. Golf clap. Observation. Wow, observation with the play, golf club. That's play big observation. I think it's only on PS4 and PC. Um, so so definitely look out for that if it ever goes on sale. Um, also, just visually and auditorily striking, great, great everything. Everything about that game was so cool. I just really liked it a lot. Thought about it for days after I beat it too. That's the best. Kind yeah, of it's game it's right a good there. sci-fi story. All of that stuff. It's it's awesome. Um, I, I, uh, I streamed all of Resident Evil 2. Uh. Oh, yeah, we, we briefly want to mention this, huh? What that, you... this can be pretty brief. I, I thought it was really good. Um, I thought it was, it ended up being more like Resident Evil 4 than I expected. 
um, other than it was just like more limited ammo and stuff. Uh, yeah, I think it's a little more survivor. Yeah, than I, I didn't, War, which has a skewed action. A I didn't hard. really die that much. Um, so I so it felt like thank thankfully because I think it would have turned me off a, like pretty quick if yeah, I died yeah, a lot yeah. and had to redo stuff. So yeah, that game was great. Um, I I would actually love to see more Resident Evils get remade like that. I mm-hmm. would I would I play I, I would agree. play one and three if they made them that way. <laughs> And uh, that game sold really well, and I believe is still in discussions for being one of the top games this year. Now, so we are we are not the only ones to uh, have enjoyed that. I thought it was also. great. It would be in my top ten. It could easily get pushed out of my top ten. Like it was great. That's I, all right. It was great. I loved it. But like game of the year, give me a break. No way. No, that's all right. You were like hesitant to play it because even that type of game, you're like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, like this. but Anyways, so. but even. So trying to be objective about it, we had something like Sekiro, which is new and amazing. Fuck off. Like, just fuck off. But um, anyway, I also just want to throw Wolfenstein Youngblood under the fucking bus. Fuck that game. Wow. Fuck that game. Strong Dude, words. Dude, I... I told you. What? Okay, so we have the golf clap. We have the thumbs up. We have the indifference. I mean, I'd, I'd give Resident Evil Two a golf what clap. What do we do? Real quick, real quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Me too. Resident Evil me Two too. was very good. It's worth playing. Um, Youngblood is fucking dumb. What is? What are we giving that? Like, like it should, like it shouldn't on, exist. You gonna fart on your microphone yeah, right I, now? You gonna fart it's, on your it's, microphone? It's, 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 it shouldn't exist. That game shouldn't exist. <laughs> like, that's strong words, dude. dude. No, it's for real. Like. Wolfenstein New Order, amazing. Wolfenstein, yeah, that game. Wolfenstein New Colossus, eh, it it had really good moments, but it was just more of the New Order. That's fine. Okay, whatever. Youngblood is like, uh, let's make Wolfenstein a service game? Question mark. Like, let's see what happens there. It's so stupid. So many stupid decisions. Not fun to play. Had some interesting ideas. I fell off it so fast. Like. Josh specifically bought the the version that lets you play with a friend because I would play with him. We played it twice. And after the second time I played it, I was like, dude, I dude, don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I think he regretted playing it too because as soon as I told him that, he immediately finished it and was like, we will never talk about that game again. For, forgot yeah, about it, was it completely. Com- Erased completely it from the Completely forgettable. Memory. That game might as well have not existed in 2019. It's what a shame. Like what a shame. Big poop stain. Yeah, what, Big stain in the underwear. What a shame. I don't. We don't need to get into the, even the things that were good about it because it doesn't matter. You know, like it just doesn't matter. Don't play it. <laughs> so I mentioned last episode that we would be. I would be playing Marvel Ultimate. Oh Alliance sure, yeah. 3, uh, Black Order. That's what it's called. I uh, don't really want to talk about it okay. just yet. I am enjoying it way more, I think, than probably most people did. I'm playing it with my wife. I did not bump the difficulty down at all. We are having fun RPG in our way through this. I'm giving her the characters that fly so she doesn't have to dodge as much. And we're that's hilarious. Button our, our heads through the game, and it's been fun and challenging. And it's uh, a cool experience with my wife because. You know, she doesn't hasn't grown up playing video games, so she doesn't know what it is to learn what you need to do to beat a boss yeah. and then execute it. And we've done that together. And aside from figuring out strategies in Overcooked, 
this has been the best teamwork that we've I had. Think, in I video think games. over so overcooked could ruin relationships. That could lead to a divorce. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're not strong like <laughs> us. So, uh, but overcooked, good game. Star or not Star Wars? I'm sorry. Marvel Ultimate Alliance three, good game. I'll, I'll have more to say on that in the future. I actually didn't even know what the subtitle of Ultimate Alliance three was. Black I didn't order. know it had one. That's funny. Thanos is uh, Thanos is like henchmen that don't really get named in the movies. That's what they're okay. called, the Black Order. Got it. Um, last thing I want to recommend highly is Detroit Become Human. Wow. Okay, that's cool. Free game on PS Plus. Like there's last a month there's a good chance ago. you grabbed that when it was free on PS Plus. It's coming out on PC um sometime this year. I'm actually considering buying it and replaying it because I liked it that much. I want to support it. I feel bad I didn't buy it when it came out. Um, I think that game is amazing. Like, just cool. I, I think it's just frankly really good. I a lot of the uh, a lot of the talk around that game when it came out was, oh, David Cage doesn't understand shit. This game's just about black people. Like, duh, slavery is bad. Yeah, I mean, it has some really bad, heavy-handed stuff in it that is not good. Um, guess how much of the game is that? Like, 10% or less. It's, that is not what is cool about the game. Everything else is fucking cool about that game. Like, the choices you make, the characters are good. It looks amazing. This is the Far Cry argument all over again with the political... Yeah, yeah, like everybody talked about everybody talked about that part with Far Cry Five, and that (laughs) that had nothing to do with the game. Like that isn't what that game was about at all. Like literally at all, that game was about nothing about being American. Nothing. It just took place in America. But um, no, Detroit was really cool. I think I think as in a broad sense, yeah, it handled slavery fine because like. How many times has the story of androids becoming slaves in the future been told? A lot. This isn't the first game to do it, so why aren't we tearing a lot of other sci-fi things down? It's just fucking Maybe dumb. Maybe people do. and No, they don't. Nobody does. It was because people just like to shit on David Cage. And I'm not defending him. He's a goofball. But this game is cool. It is totally worth playing. It looks amazing. The choices were sweet. Like it, They were hard to make. And I want to play it again because I want to see how things change. What's the hour? It's uh, long. Like that's a that's a long it? game. Yeah, that's at least ten hours. I and I okay. blew through it because I wanted to play it. So like that that yeah. was like I was I was like itching to play it or wanted to keep going. So I highly recommend that. I the only other one I played was Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain was fun with a group. I don't. I would never replay Heavy Rain. Detroit. I want to replay. Like I want, I want cool. to see how it changes. I felt fucking terrible with how some things happened because I it was out of my control, and yeah, you know that's good. Like whenever a game gives you an emotional response, like that's worth it. Did it, its yeah, job. like especially yeah, a narrative heavy game. Like it did its job. It has it has value. Yeah, that yeah. definitely worth checking cool. out. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, but I think we we did like rapid fire games here at the end. Um, that was cool. Uh, we still have more in the in the loaded up in the ammunition. I think there's stuff coming out on the horizon. Yeah, don't really want to take um, this long of a break between episodes. It was just a matter of time scheduling. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and and th- a lot I of think, things are coming out 
soon. So yeah, we'll, we'll have Monster Hunter. Yeah. I think I'm gonna play Control. Yeah, I'll, um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll wait on. Uh, there should be. Some I'll stuff. wait on Control for a while, probably. So, but uh, anything else you want to drop in here at the end? I want to give a shout out to my wife. You guys check out her blog. You know the the drill. <laughs> uh, popcornreviews.com. And uh, she's got some video game posts. She made me a Mario pie. Yeah, that was good. I don't think she posted. I don't think she posted ha- about that. But it should ha- be on our social Happy media. birthday, AJ! Has reached the threshold of thirty. I am also oh. very close to thirty. Uh, within the next week. It's exciting. Uh, within exciting. the next week here. Um. So, yeah, we're adults now. I guess maybe. Um. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but the only thing I want to mention is twitch.tv slash lost in a contraption. Um, I try to stream multiple times a week. There is no set schedule. Uh, I'm going to be gone for a week, so I won't be streaming for a week. But just random shit. You can see my entire play f- playthrough of Resident Evil 2 on there. I beat it in three sittings. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's fun. You can check me out there. Give me a follow. You could, su- you could subscribe out. to me if you want to. Cause I, Twitch yeah. Prime. Use your use, free, use Twitch, your free Prime. Twitch Prime if you got it, or pay for it. <laughs> yeah, I won't even ask anybody to do that. That's fine. Uh, but I'm just saying that the, the option, option is, is there. there. The all. option is there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's gonna do it. Uh, Till next time. Hopefully sooner rather than later. I think it'll probably be sometime in September. We'll do another one. But until then, I'm going to be going now. Yeah. Peace.